Episode 1, Understanding the Present by Understanding the Past. Hi, my name is Clayton Mills. Welcome to A Short Walk Through Our Long History, a podcast where we look at the events of history and we try to see how those events shaped our modern world. I think that if you want to understand the world that we live in today, it actually helps to understand the important events of history. Are we moving towards a new progressive utopia, or are we instead sliding towards tyranny and chaos? How do you understand that question? How do you analyze our current situation? Well, it helps if you understand some other times in history which were similar. For example, when the founding fathers of America were trying to create a new government for themselves after casting off British rule, they were not only looking at their current situation, they were very consciously looking back at the past. They had seen firsthand how Great Britain's rule of the colonies at the time had become increasingly tyrannical over time, and they were vehement enough about protecting their own freedoms that they took up arms against the most powerful country in the world at the time, and they fought back against tyranny. When the Founding Fathers then created the Constitution, they were very, very consciously looking back at the way that they had been ruled by Great Britain, and they were trying very hard to create a new form of government that would not be able to move towards tyranny. They feared that a strong central government, like Britain's, could move away from protecting the rights of its people and instead begin to oppress them. Current events today seem to be proving that the Founding Fathers' fears were justified. Central governments seem to be hoarding power for themselves and their cronies. This seems to be happening all over the Western world. The Founding Fathers tried to create a governmental structure where the central government would not have too much power and where power was distributed to different branches of government down to the state and city level as well and where there were checks and balances built into the system. They did not want one single person or one small group of people to have so much power that they could take away the rights and liberties of other less strong people. It's my opinion that the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution are two of the very best governmental documents ever written. They were written to create, for the first time in a long time, a government that was of the people, by the people, and for the people. They were not creating a government that was of the rich, by the rich, and for the rich. They were trying to create a government that existed to protect the rights of the individual common people, not a government that existed to protect the government's rights, nor the rights of the rich, nor the rulers, but to protect the common people. The British government that they had come from had existed to protect the rights of the upper class, and particularly the nobility and the king. The new American government was designed to protect everyone, not just the nobility, not just the wealthy and the oligarchs at the top of the system. But the Founding Fathers were not only looking at the rule of the British that they had just come from when they wrote the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. The Founding Fathers were also very, very consciously looking at two other main sources, the Bible and the Roman Republic. These two examples are part of the ancient world, and to understand the Bible and the Roman Republic, it helps to understand the context of the ancient world. So in this series, we're going to study the ancient world starting at the beginning. The American Founding Fathers' worldview included the idea that they had picked up from the Bible that mankind was sinful and corrupted and tended towards selfishness 
at the individual level and towards corruption and tyranny at the governmental level. They had seen this firsthand. They also understood from the Bible that all people were equal in God's eyes. Thus, the famous words of the Declaration of Independence, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, admittedly, the U.S. government has not always lived up to those words, but that only proves the truth of the words. Governments and men in power will tend towards tyranny over other groups, if not restrained by checks and balances. This has been true throughout all of history. It was true of Rome, which, according to Rome's own history, was ruled by a series of tyrannical kings until a group of Romans overthrew the king to protect their own rights and established the Roman Republic. We will look more at that in upcoming episodes, but it was, for a while, a shining example of a government that was designed to prevent tyranny, and it worked pretty well for about 500 years. But then tyranny also took hold in the Roman Republic. The Founding Fathers of America clearly had the Roman example in mind when they created the U.S. government. Why is one of the two legislative chambers of the U.S. government called the Senate? Well, because Rome had a Senate. That's why Great Britain didn't have a Senate. France didn't have a Senate. There hadn't been a Senate since the fall of the Roman Empire. Why did the Founding Fathers model the government after the Roman Republic? The Roman Republic, in addition to creating some awesome aqueducts and roads, also created several great checks against tyranny. In fact, the idea of checks and balances comes from the Roman Republic. Rome had the rule of law, too. The idea that everyone was equal before the law. That no one was above the law. And the laws were written to protect the rights of citizens against the abuse of courts, government officials, soldiers, or the wealthy. Did it work perfectly? Well, of course not, because humans are corrupted and they tend towards tyranny. But it worked pretty well for 500 years, and it was the best example of a government by the people, of the people, for the people, until the founding of the United States about 1,800 years later. And like I said, our government hasn't worked perfectly either. Why is that, I wondered? Could it be the very corruption of mankind that the Founding Fathers were worried about? Maybe. But we'll come back to that idea, I expect, several times in this series. That is, if we aren't deplatformed first by the forces of tyranny in the modern world. My plan for this series, which I'm sure will evolve as we go, is to walk through some of the most important events, people, civilizations, documents, and books from the beginning of recorded history, all with an eye towards how those things can help us understand our modern world. We'll start at the very beginning with the story, or stories, of creation. In upcoming episodes on our way to the founding of the Roman Republic, we will look at the oldest bits of recorded history, including Babylon and Egypt and the small but unusually significant nation of Israel. We will look at ancient Greece and its network of city-states culminating in the golden age of Greece and especially looking closely at their example of people creating their own government to resist tyranny. That was the democracy of Athens. And then from Athens came the two most important thinkers of the Western world, that is Plato and his student Aristotle. Their writing shapes Western thought to this very day. And then Aristotle's student, Alexander the Great, conquered much of the Mediterranean, setting the stage for the Roman Empire to come along and conquer all of the Mediterranean. 
And that sets the stage for what the Bible calls the fullness of time, when Jesus of Nazareth was born in a most insignificant part of the Roman Empire. We'll look at the life of Jesus and what he had to say about man's corruption. In his life, he changed the Roman province of Judea. 300 years later, the entire Roman Empire was changed by his followers. And then 1776 years after his death, more or less, some more of his followers took a stand against a tyrannical government, and they created the country that I live in today, the United States. If we want to understand the world today and the history of our world, it helps to understand the history that got us here. Next episode, we will look at several different creation narratives from the ancient world as we start our short walk from the very beginning of recorded history. Mm -hmm.